All right, here we go, gang. Let's do it. It's episode 65. This is with Sydney Olson. She is the living legend. Sydney Olson, I should say. And um, from Tempest, from LA, well, originally outside of Seattle, as we'll, you'll come to learn in this episode, she has this wild and kind of... You know, not what you do, not what I knew. I just certainly didn't know how um, how much of a grind. You have to assume that when someone's in a position like hers. But um, just an inspiring story of of just hard work that she put in to get where she's at. She's <clears throat> been dominating competitions left and right for the last few years, and you know, just a multiple champion. Uh, some events you might recognize. She came out here randomly just to train with Christine Dietrich, who is another former guest of the podcast we got to have back on and so we were really lucky to to get sydney in studio i hope you guys dig this one i had so much fun talking with sydney i, I, I think she's out of here today um when i'm recording this but you probably yesterday by the time you guys get this but yeah it was just really cool she brought a lot of energy to our lives for a split moment here and um what else can i say about sydney i mean she just She's in movies and in television and now producing things out there, expanding her career, doing a lot of cool stuff, balancing a lot of, uh, juggling a lot of balls in, in the air, it seems like. And <clears throat> she's just a really inspiring figure in our, in our community and uh, one of the biggest, you know, names that you ever want to be inspired by, especially young, young women out there that are going to be following in the footsteps of some of these um, pioneers in our sport. So... Um, much love to Sydney Olson for, for joining us and thank you guys for listening if you want to get at us in the description we got of course all the good stuff in there all the, all the ways that you can support us and maybe links and things like that if you want to keep hunting in to this conversation going a little bit deeper and yeah I had so much fun on this one I really did it was just like just a blast. So I hope you guys don't mind some of the tangents we took and we talked about, I mean, we talked about some funny shit on here. So, all right, much love. I'll see you guys at the next or at the end of the episode. I'll probably do a little thingy. So I'll see you then. But here, without further ado, here's Sydney Olson. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the show. I'm going to take these off now because that's the other thing I have to get going. What is, is your headphones? The, these headphones for the guests. I feel like it's the way to go. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, anything else to make the podcast so, so legit. <laughs> you got to make it super legit. Like this mic on that stand, um, a better couch, a better host seat, that's for sure. <laughs> Tell them about the couch. Okay, you the couch is pretty <laughs> trashy. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because it just has a weird back support. I feel comfortable right now, but I feel like I'm also in an insane asylum. Like I'm just <laughs> leaning back in such a weird way and it makes me uncomfortable, but also quite comfortable. <laughs> I'm glad that you're saying that because I have problems with that couch and you're actually the first person that agreed with me. Yeah. About I that. mean, They're I like, would no, get I don't know what you just mean. It's just like, it's a couch. I'm like, no, it's pushing you forward. It's weird. <laughs> to They're be like, fair. I have my own really shitty couch at home Okay. where it's kind of the same deal. I, I got it a long time ago. It was actually a gift from Jesse. He, he and his wife were getting rid of theirs and they were like, do you want a couch? And I said, hell yeah. So I went over, took a U-Haul, got the couch and it stinks and it's living in my living room and it's just, it's a trashy couch. But everybody has one at trashy one point. Couch life. I mean, that's just like when you're when you're. Maybe I'm a little bit too old for crash, trashy couch life now. Like I, I think we got this when I moved in here, which was like twenty. I was like twenty five or six. How old are you? I'm twenty six, so 26. it kind of makes sense. So but yeah, you're big chilling. See now, 
I just entered my 30 and I need to get a better couch. Like yeah. my couch life is not on point. Um, I feel like it's okay for 26, but maybe not so much for 30. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. We're going to have, we're going to upgrade the couches and, and um, I'm going to be a better 30 year old for all of you guys. Perfect. I appreciate it. That's um, all you can ask. Well, thanks for coming. No, thank you this, so much. This uh, is so cool. Like it's kind of surreal. Like you're just here. Yeah. You randomly just showed up. In Denver, you wanted to come train with Christine? Yeah, literally, I called her the other day, um, I think it was on Thursday, and just asked her, what are you doing this weekend? She's like, are you going to come visit me? And I said, well, can I? I mean, I just kind of want to train for a couple days somewhere other than L.A. Mm -hmm. I love the spots in L.A. and everything, but I get tired of them after a while, and I wanted some new challenges with some new people. And I thought that the perfect way to do it was to come hang out with friends, and I've got a lot of friends here, so randomly booked the trip last minute and it's always those last minute trips that you book that are the best things ever so yeah it's been really great so far and i've been here for like a whole day now <laughs> a whole day yeah, and <laughs> yeah. you're killing it um well we're glad to have you and it's really cool that you do already have friends out here and then i don't know like what, what do you been, what have you been up to besides now you took this break and you're coming here but like you were just working on some shows it sounded like like we were yeah. talking about it earlier and so this year has like? been it sounds insane right <laughs> yeah now. no this year has been really crazy um i've been traveling a lot and i've been working a lot and it's just been so much all the time but i really love it i love being busy <laughs> mm. and so um that's why i just you'll never find me just sitting at home or anything i have to be like out training or out traveling or out working and so this year started with me in a rut with work where I probably didn't work for almost four months and that was really scary for me. Um, mm. That's the longest dry spell I've ever had ever since I like actually started getting consistent work in the stunt industry. Mm. And so then all of a sudden January comes around and I started working a ton and I was super stoked about it. And then I just got done working on this TV show that I'm not supposed to talk too much about. <laughs> but they brought me on as a producer, which was a very new role for me and it was kind of scary. But um, um, I had a lot of fun with that, and then I ended up being on the show as well. So that's set to air, I think, in the fall. And then after I got done with that show, I randomly booked a trip to Spain to go visit my boyfriend who lives in England. And so I helped. Uh, shout out Richard. <laughs> Richard Faraday. <laughs> <laughs> but I had him meet me in Spain, and we, yeah, we just like had a week long vacation there and came back and wanted to come train in Denver. So that's where we're at. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, I'm sorry, but one of the things that stuck out just now is like, what about, like, what is it like to work? I mean, we were about to kind of like dive into this a little bit because we were always talking about how like, you know, I don't really know what any of this is like right. from Colorado. There's not really like stunt commercial industry out here yeah. for us. Like, so a lot of people that are in the, like at least parkour community, what they're working on, if they're getting paid is a lot to do with education in this community, you mm -hmm. know, like at the gyms or coaching or something along those lines is like consistency. But the industry that you're working in, like, what's it like to have like a crazy dry spell? Like, I don't even know what it's like to ha to have to hustle to find these jobs and. Yeah, um, so it's a lot of I'm hustling. Just, um, <laughs> it's kind of a really awkward thing. You have to be really good at. Um, how do I explain this without sounding really weird? Uh, <laughs> you have to be good at selling yourself. You have to be good at um, talking to people. And that's one thing that I'm not the best at, but I'm getting <laughs> better. Um, and what I mean by that is just being able to talk to anybody and um, having them remember you. So any job uh -huh. that you work on, like talking to the stunt coordinator and getting to know them really well. So that way they want to hire you again, not just because you do a good job, but because you're personable as well. And so... Um, I guess what it's like to go through a drive spell is really, really worrying. Um, it's 
it's one of those industries where you have to leave behind financial security and be totally okay with that. Mm. And um, because you just can't hold a normal job once you've fully committed to this, because you can't have a job that's like going to be flexible enough to just let you leave whenever you book a last minute job. Because a lot of times I find out I'm working like within the next couple days. And mm. so working is, is really fun. I'm always super stoked when I get a job. So that's how you know you're doing things right is when you're excited <laughs> to work. Um, but I guess a normal day of work would start out with me being like, whoa, I got to wake up super early and I'm really nervous and I don't know exactly what I'm doing today, but I know it's going to either be really gnarly or easy, but I just don't know which one it's going to be. Yeah. And um, so recently I had a job where I got to fall like eight feet to my back <laughs> and it was a little terrifying. I wasn't <laughs> sure what to expect going into it, but I knew that it was one of those jobs that was going to pay me really well. So I was just trying to focus on the fact that like, no matter what, I was going to get through the day. I was going to get to meet some really cool people um, working and doubling this actress and like also just... Uh, working with the same stunt coordinator I had worked with many times already and just getting to show up in a different way than I had before mm. and getting to do a totally new thing that this person has trusted me to do. So it's just, I guess working is kind of scary because you tell yourself over and over you can do something and you have to legitimately prove that you can do it within the first try because a lot of times there is no more than one take because of what you're doing. It can be pretty dangerous mm. stunt-wise. So, yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's intense. That's like a whole next level of send, you could say, or like commitment, like a training, like it's a challenge, but very unique, obviously, to film industry. But it's like, all right, it's kind of like like a death drop consequence challenge in a way. Definitely. Yeah. Because your career could be online as well. It sounds like where. Yeah. You're like, if you're not performing and, you know, the stunt coordinators aren't digging what they what you're putting down or whatever, like it's easy like I heard this phrase back in the day where it was like oh and I'm not trying to be a downer or anything I no. just like I think it's awesome that you are being so successful in this community because it's like clearly not an easy thing to do and they were saying like you could be like entertainment is the only industry where <clears throat> god I wish I'm butchering this so bad it's okay. but it's like the only industry where you could you could be have failed at it for 20 years and not know it or something like that yeah because yeah. you know it's just like <laughs> Like you said, there's no security and you kind of like have to just be keep continue to do it and there's going to be ups and downs. But yeah, no, and it, it is for sure. It's like embracing those times because a lot of times, <laughs> like, for example, right now I have so many plans for the summer. I've booked so many trips and by the podcast or by the time the podcast actually comes out, I'll probably <laughs> know what's happening. But I just got a call the other day to work on my very first full ride movie where I'd be working for four months and I'm really stoked just to even have the opportunity to be put in someone's mind for that kind of work and wow. it's really yeah. exciting for me but either way I'm really happy if I get it and I am also happy if I don't get it which is an amazing position to be in and I feel super grateful for that um, but yeah I, I mean if I get it then all of the plans that I've made for the summer and all the trips I've booked just go away <laughs> but at the same time I get to have really nice financial security for a while so either yeah. way I'm super stoked and is, yeah like so how do you do that you have to like kind of all right bankroll when you get the good stuff and like prepare yourself for uh, mini droughts here and there you know but, I, I or, feel like... or do you just kind of like ride and spend things <laughs> tattoos it's, like, it's gotta it. be like a little bit of both yeah <laughs> because um i mean i so i'm 26 and mm -hmm. i've just gotten to this point where i feel 
like I have my life together and that's a really good feeling um <laughs> I don't know it just randomly came up I know it sounds like something that people are gonna hate me for and I know that there's gonna be more things along the way where I maybe won't feel that way in a few months and stuff and that's just how it goes but um yeah I just I don't know it's, it's just like this this thing where I didn't know what I was doing before like I'd book a job and I'd be like oh yeah this is a lot of money and like maybe spend it right away I wasn't the most like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean you're talking to the guy with the fucking shit couch at 30 so like I, I understand have one too <laughs> yeah <laughs> I made I've made the mistakes right yeah but um yeah so I mean I feel like right now I've for the first time in my life I've been able to save like a bit and I'm, I'm happy with it like it's something to fall back on so if if i don't work again for the next four months it's gonna be okay this time and that's a really good position to be in that's like that's <laughs> so, so awesome for you yeah, yeah way to go and like yeah that's such um that's such a thing that like is i think it's not really talked about especially in our community so much but it's like all right we are all you know i'm, I'm more at the tip of the spear so i'm like maybe facing some of this because i'm older mm-hmm. than a lot of the people that i know in the community but it's like all right, yeah, you eventually have to kind of figure more of this stuff out. You have to provide your own financial security for yourself and you have to, you know, figure out what you're going to be doing when, when, when maybe it's not like the same, you know, maybe, you know, I thought like I knew that I wouldn't be able to be relevant in terms of like, not relevant, but just like what I would be able to do for myself and my training wouldn't be as relevant to me at certain points, you know, and it kind of came actually faster than I thought it would. I thought my body would maybe hold up a little bit longer, who knows what, Mm -hmm. but I was like, had to deal with this, some some of this stuff earlier in my training than um, even I anticipated, which was, I'm really grateful for now because I'm like, okay, cool. Now I'm like applying the lessons I've learned from that earlier on yeah, and like getting a better foundation moving forward. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I don't know if we touched on it. We had a really good conversation the other night. Mm-hmm. We were kind of like talking about how there's there's just so much outside of your identity as a parkour athlete that you need to develop yeah. in order to like have. It's not really about the money as much as it's about just like having a life beyond your training. Right, and I feel like as someone that put all my eggs into one basket and expected this to work out and it did. And I'm very fortunate for that. Um, I mean, I did work my ass off to get here. We can mm. go into that a lot later, but yeah, sure. But like, Let's do it. it's a, <laughs> it's one of those things though, where I've put a lot of my self worth and everything in my movement. And it's, it's hard like to overcome that once you go there. And Christine and I had this conversation in the, in this cafe that we were eating at this morning. Oh yeah. And she told me this quote. It was so good. She said that she (laughs) says it to herself every morning and it was like, my value is not in what I do, but who I am. And I just loved that so much because mm. it's something that I really needed to hear. Yeah. Because uh, I'm still going through it today. It's like I need to put less of my self-worth in like what I'm capable of doing and more of like how I'm treating people and how I'm treating myself and, you know, what I'm trying to get out of life, I guess, in that way mm-hmm. rather than like. I don't know. It's just such a weird thing for me right now. It's like this whole like identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a beast, right? Like yeah. you're going through it and you're starting to like, like, I think it's part of when you're saying like you get your life together or whatever, you hit these new stages in your life where you kind of get more perspective is really what it is. It's just new perspective for you yeah. to learn from. And then you can kind of understand like, all right, you just get a new assessment of like what you're training, what parkour really means to you. It changes as you grow older. That's all. It does. And as you get, as you develop as an athlete and as a person, more importantly, you know, Mm -hmm. um, 
It's and, a, sorry. Sorry. No, yeah, yeah, go for it. I was just going to say, it's one of those things for me where, um, as of the last couple of years, I started feeling it more and more and I'm just so young, like for this to be a problem. So like I would, I would just be waking up like in so much pain and, um, mm. it's, it's something I realized a couple weeks ago that I've broken 14 bones and that's kind Jesus. of a lot. That's, like, that's not nothing. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's kind of a 14 lot. more than you want to break. Yeah. Like a lot of people are, they don't even know what that, you know, they, they live in a shell yeah. compared to you. And it's because for a long time I didn't take care of myself when I trained. Like I didn't condition properly. I would do th- stuff that I wasn't ready for. I would do stuff when I was tired. I just mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't understand that this stuff could be damaging to the longevity that I would have within the sport. And so very recently I realized how sad I would be without it. Mm -hmm. And the idea that like, I want to be able to do this for much, much longer. So I actually, within the last few months have improved my power by so much, like (laughs) my running jumps, everything has gotten so much better. And it's just because I've been like taking better care of my body. Like I go and get a Mm -hmm. massage every week. And then I also, um, I do like a lot of physical therapy stuff as well as um conditioning and not just spending all of my time taking like high impact <laughs> but working on other things too yeah and i would just i so hope that like the younger generation of the community learns that quicker than i did because you know to be to be this young and then have them starting even younger oh boy because yeah. i started when i was 17 so i don't even know what it's gonna be like for these kids that started at like 10 and they're just throwing double sides already like within a couple of years of their training you know it's, it's gnarly like yeah no it's like yeah, and we yeah the wheels can fall off real fast if you don't have conditioning like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And you don't have, and some people's bodies are more resilient. But really, like you said, and we're all just discovering this as we're going along. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I similarly like have taken a lot of steps back. My power is not necessarily going up in mm-hmm. the same way still, but it's not that it couldn't. It's just that my priorities have shifted. Like that's yeah. like something is different for me. Is like oh, for me it's not important for me to be going further anymore otherwise i would go towards that but i i think that like i don't know know, again everyone's training is unique but like i just love that um you're touching on this because it's just it's the same thing like we're all gonna have to go through it one way or another a lot of us like that put a lot of our eggs in this basket of parkour Mm -hmm. are dealing with that kind of just distance identity crisis whatever like you have to like develop all right who and what am i doing outside of training when it's not there for me yeah and i think it's it's really important to reassess that always because you're always a work in progress and you have so much that you need to learn psychologically like i read a lot of sports psychology books and stuff and i I still feel like a basket case all the time like when i train and i look like it too (laughs) because i'll like find a challenge and i'm like no i must make it perfectly so like you saw today um i was just working on that like rail kong rail pre and um I, of course I wanted to stick it, but I've gotten to this point with training where I could work on that for another half hour and definitely stick it. Or I could do a bunch more challenges today and not worry so much about being Uh, perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, yeah. It's so weird. Right. Because that's sometimes what gets you to the dance. You feel like Mm -hmm. I was talking about that. I mean, I've been touching on this stuff a lot lately. It just seems to keep coming up. Yeah. And like that sometimes is like what you feel like you need. You're like, oh, if I let go of this perfectionism, then I won't be 
as good Mm -hmm. but it's kind of the opposite right it's It's like actually you have like this one tool that you think like okay it's been it's been effective in getting you to a certain point like drilling yourself maybe even being too hard on yourself being whipping Mm -hmm. your back just like you have to land it you have to stick it perfect right Mm -hmm. but that's a tool that you've developed it's not the only tool in the box and if you use a bunch of other ones, you're probably actually going to develop yourself a lot further. Right. And it, it comes back to that self-worth issue that I've definitely mm. struggled with for a very long time where I thought that if I couldn't make something perfect, then I was shit. <laughs> that's yeah. really sad. Yeah, that's, and, no, that's no bueno. Yeah. So like <laughs> recently I ran into this issue when I went out to Barcelona. I met up with a couple of people to train mm-hmm. and um, there was this big running pre that I was able to do, but there was one that was just a little bit bigger. And I was like, oh, I could definitely do this. But for some reason, I had a really hard time committing to it. And like, I a hundred percent know I could have done it, but obviously I just didn't want it bad enough because I couldn't get myself to commit, but it was very obvious to me that like I could do it. So I'm like, why am I so scared? And just, it was just this whole thing. Like Richard had to calm me down and be like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) But, um, no, I definitely Uh, looking back on it now, I'm just like, wow, that's, that's really sad that I just really saw that as like, my value is in this jump. And I was probably doing it for the wrong reasons because I had seen people do it before and wanted to see if I could also do it. And instead of just setting goals for myself that were manageable and like in the time too, I had only gotten three hours of sleep that night too. So it's like, there's yeah, always give something. No break. I mean, it just like, yeah, it's so wild because we're programmed. Like we were saying, Nick, Christine had mentioned the other night, it's like we're as beings, as humans or whatever, we evolved to think negatively. Yeah. Like that is our... Our yeah, MO, she... like that's our programming is like we, you know, like she said, it's more important to recognize that there's a dangerous predator, a tiger in the jungle grass than there, it is to recognize that, oh, this grass and the flowers on it are really pretty. Yeah. Whatever. So we just like it's a, it's a, this thing that just never goes away. Mm-hmm. It's like we all going to get caught up in this stuff. And it's like we all try to put our value outside of ourselves. But yeah, I've started to. And, it, and it's a constant battle. It's a it's a constant yeah training like i've been better at it lately mm-hmm. and even today i was like i'm just unable i'm i'm not as able to just sit with it yeah. and just be okay with that i don't feel like a hundred percent today yeah you know what i mean like yeah. i know it's fine and still there's a piece of me that's like you should feel 100% every day. Like, I'm like, I know. Why, why, why would I feel that way every day? I know. What is wrong with you, that little piece of me? It's you so know? real. It's so ridiculous. I, it's just I feel like, the same. Because if you're going ham every day, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You no. need, like, your days to have, like, have it go easier or just not try as hard. And that's okay. You don't need to be 100% every day. But I, I feel you because I do the same thing all the time. It's <laughs> awful <laughs> yeah yeah it's so it's it's fascinating to me because it's like you do kind of you do you do have a fire like to manage like i talked about this in like i just did like a solo episode um on the last one and it was like just this idea of just like you have to manage your 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 flame whatever it is like the thing that burns inside of us that drives us to do things mm-hmm. it's easy for it to get out of control um because it's It's, it's powerful. Like everyone's a very, like you're a powerful person, you're a powerful like being. And so it's easy to point that in the wrong direction and start to feel like you're spiraling out of control, right? If you just like yeah. have a little, like, if, you foot, if you have a jet like plane and it kink the wing, it's just gonna start like spinning out of control, right? Yeah. It's like really hard to like manage these things and make them go exactly where you want them to. Right. But I think that's like a part of 
the fun of actually getting older and learning how that 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 you can fall in love with that process of like fine tuning your your plane or your jet engine or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> and like just making it work better so that it like it just flies better definitely is like the, a much more effective way to to put that energy or yeah. place to put that energy and everybody's different too and that's something that you constantly have to remind yourself as well because i feel like <laughs> within our sport it often gets really competitive um where people are like oh i saw this challenge i want to make it that much bigger and then a mm -hmm. lot of times people mess up and like hurt themselves and stuff and it's just it's also just that comparison thing is like such a wrong way to go about it like because some competition is definitely healthy but if you're just trying to be better than another person then like how do you expect yourself to be as good as you can possibly be because that's only better than other people like you should be constantly trying to improve yourself and mm -hmm. be better than you were yesterday and it's i know it's such a cliche but it's just <laughs> a real thing like that you constantly have to remind yourself of yeah big time yeah, yeah it's weird well it's weird wild stuff I think that, you know, we're both competitive. Oh, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like I, I know that, like, yeah, it's like if you have, a, like, th you think about Michael Jordan, for example, like the most competitive people, mm -hmm. like, often have the hardest time managing all that, right? Yeah. I mean, I never met Michael Jordan, so I can't actually speak to this, but it's... It's been widely recognized and known that Michael Jordan's like a dick, right? Yeah. Like nobody likes him. He has no friends. Right. And it's it's like, all right, well, there's a price to pay for that. And that can actually be like liberating in a way too mm -hmm. when you realize that like, okay, I don't like the, because there's a competitive part of you. That competitive part of you is like, I want to have as much fire as Michael Jordan does, <laughs> you know? And it's like, well, but also no, I don't want to be a dick to everybody. And right. so like, I'm glad that. Like you said, there's ways to be just, oh, what, how am I affecting the people around me? Mm -hmm. What kind of experience do people have when they interact with me and engage with me? Yeah. That's a, uh, that, that is probably more important to me than said jump, right. flip, whatever it is. And it's also just interesting, too, because like, I think for a long time people viewed me as... I don't know what they viewed me as and i just quite frankly i don't really care but, yeah you should like but for, for a long time people were saying that i was overrated and just random shit like that and it's it's so funny haters <laughs> i know There's fucking haters out there <laughs> it's just real what is up with these haters i mean it's just like you're hating yeah because you ain't one <laughs> or you hate us because you ain't us is that what that's I like, like that my friends to say oh, that one's good yeah <laughs> no but it's um because they like they never understand the full story of it obviously and so that's why like we really shouldn't care about people's opinions that don't really know us because yeah. and even if they knew us perfectly like there's still gonna be someone out there that hates you so it's just one of those well, things and it's <laughs> just like that's a that's a complete like disaster of their management of the same energy right right it's like oh you can't even you're so bad at managing your fire that like you just shit on people it's yeah. like what are you doing well it's nothing that's to do like with... completely yeah and it's like that then you like when you really see it for what it is you just start to feel bad because you're like oh you're so far behind right now because right. you like haven't even corralled it against yourself and then i mean maybe i don't know if it's like in order i'm not saying that it's like you have to do that first but my what what i would tend to do is like and I think we both are this way is like that energy instead of like shitting on other people we'll mm -hmm. shit on ourselves yeah either way you have to turn that energy into not <laughs> shitting on things right right but like <laughs> but it is like what it wants to do yeah you know there's the, the negative sides of, a, of all of whatever it is to be human and, and stuff it's just like there's parts of you that just want to be upset you know we're wired that way whatever that that wiring is right it's just so funny like being a human <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is really good coffee, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, yeah uh, I really like the cold brew. 
you know we don't mess around yeah here at the maxwell we have shit couches good coffee we <laughs> get can that's for. what's important you know sitting's bad for you anyways we want you to get off the couch <laughs> get those hips moving better for the jumps i am so tired after my <laughs> i'm like glad that i'm not sunburned actually like i thought i was gonna overdo it today but i think i'm gonna be okay do i look like i'm sunburned no i think you're um i think it might be okay yeah i don't know i don't know what you're like i'm okay and then sometimes like two hours later all of a sudden i'm a tomato so yeah we'll see i, I didn't put any sunblock on my face because uh christine was like oh this this one will give you acne this one won't but the uh, the kind that didn't it was like the kind that you had to rub on your face and my hands were super dirty so i was like well either way i'm gonna get acne so no <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah i just have to not eat sugar and i don't get acne but i do eat sugar and so i get it oh man i i've struggled with acne before right too just when you eat sugar when I took like Accutane when I was a teenager, or, really, yeah, you heard of that? Yeah, definitely. It's really bad for you. It's super yeah, the bad. Kids out there, don't do it. Just change your diet. You'll probably not have acne, <laughs> and then you won't have to be on suicide watch for three months. Oh my god, that's horrible. Uh, which I, I mean, they they make you be on suicide watch because I wasn't suicidal on the drug or anything, but like, it was like part of like the program. You have to be on it because apparently some kids committed suicide on it. But why? Like what in it makes you exactly, like, and I'm like, and what? It's it, and acne then that's the warning. It's like the warning is like, be on. You're gonna have to be on suicide watch for the duration. We have to like do checkups with you and check your lipids and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as long as it gets rid of the acne, I don't care about that. <laughs> and my, I mean, it's just it's crazy the things that we're willing to do to. Oh yeah. For vanity in some ways. Definitely, like, um, like aspartame stuff like that sugar free that mm-hmm. kind of stuff oh my god so bad for you <laughs> it causes cancer and stuff yeah. but i know people that drink it every day because they'd rather drink that than be fat which maybe just don't do either yeah like there you go you know it's not that hard it's not that hard yeah it's just like yeah everyone's different i mean that's just the beauty of things like you're saying everything's so different and people value different things but also right you know, you got to find your people sometimes. It's hard to find them. It's not always easy because some of them are hating. Some of them are hating on you. <laughs> That's you all think, right. Yeah, but um, <laughs> That's fine. The they can birds. hate. It's okay. Um, originally, I was going to be a nurse. I was going to school for that. And I was working as a nursing assistant. So I had a very humble oh, wow. beginnings. Yeah. How did you get into it? Like, I don't really know your story. Oh, yeah. So. Um, well... I guess You're we'll just do the nurse. whole life story thing. Life story. So I did soccer as a kid. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 Back it up. <sighs> Who's mom and dad? Who's grandma, actually? Let's oh, go further. Geez, I'm just kidding. Do, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my, my parents are great. Kind okay, of. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Go, go yeah. from wherever you want to go from. Okay. Well, I played soccer as a kid for like five years and um, got into gymnastics. And the best part about how my gymnastics started was because my sister was a gymnast and I wanted to be just like her and um so I'd see what she was practicing at the gym and since my parents were like we don't really want to put you in it yet because it's pretty expensive for two kids so we'll just wait so I'd see what she was working on and I'd try it in the front yard no joke I remember (laughs) working on my back handsprings and I got like a bunch of stuff down and there was like (laughs) It was in my front yard. There was it was really flat, and then there was like a dip in the ground that would go towards the driveway. Mm-hmm. And I remember being a kid, 
doing a round off back handspring, landing perfectly where that dip is so I could throw a backflip um, and not have to land on flat ground. Yes. <laughs> and, like, I was like smart. I was like you seven doing. years so old. So you free running from that early age. And I remember being terrified. You basically, that's do. the cra- yeah. That's the crazy thing is I remember being so scared of it, but forcing myself to do it anyway. And I landed on my neck a few times, and my parents were like, "Oh, where'd you grow up?" Um, I grew up in this place called Port Arthur, Washington. It's really small. There's like ten thousand people there, oh. and it's like across the water from Seattle. But yeah, it's a really small town. Um, Weird people. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, so then like after my parents kept seeing that, they're like, all right, like Sydney's already better than her sister. Let's just (laughs) put her in gymnastics. So um, then I started, I did gymnastics and it was one of those things I fell in love with a lot as a kid, but quickly grew out of because of the way that, that you're treated as a gymnast. Oh my God. Like, how was that? Please go into it. Yeah. Jesus. Like, <laughs> my, so my first coach was pretty abusive, Ugh. um, verbally. And she gave me a wedgie in front of everybody. What the fuck <laughs> is going on? Yeah. And she with also, these coaches. she also, um, pulled out my first tooth. Yeah. Well, maybe it wasn't my she first dentist? tooth, but it was one of my loose teeth. I remember that specifically, like her pinning me down and pulling it out. Cause I kept like, <laughs> Like whistling the with older, it. Was she old? Or like kind she looked, of. Like, She's kind of old. Like, I don't know. I'm picturing her like kind of old. She like kind of like seventy ish. No, almost. no. She was more like I think in the, like at that time she was probably in her thirties. Like from, which is like, really Eastern crazy. Europe? Where is she from? No, she was from the same area. Oh, told so you, she weird was people. okay. Those are weird people. <laughs> I don't know why I was picturing like some old like Ukrainian lady for some reason. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I no. was way off base. She she might as well have been. <laughs> But yeah, so then um, my parents took me to a different gym and that's probably where all of my self-worth and issues that I have came about because my gymnastics coach there, while he was really helpful in making me a better gymnast, he was one that would compare me to other people, Mm. call me fat. And um, also just, it was just, oh, it's kind of brutal. Like I know. And you don't realize how bad it is as like a 13 year old girl. You're like, oh, whatever. But then you realize like later on in your life, that's super damaging. (laughs) (laughs) He would make me wear this tummy belt, which I guess is like um, what they're calling wraps these days where they like, you know, that you put it around your stomach to like Uh have you suck it in more okay so that you get like a thinner stomach because like i would just stick it out all the time (laughs) because that's how you breathe i think yeah that's (laughs) like like, i mean yeah yeah it is how you breathe like that's actually the best place to breathe from yeah like no see i don't know low and like in your belly i think is possible i know i don't do that very often that's probably because of that so anyway he made me wear that tummy belt so i would like you know, look nicer when I would do beam and stuff. And so uh, this is a, yeah, so I keep going. Yeah, no, this is why we cannot have a fig. <laughs> this is some weird, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like this decrepit, like, it's this ancient, like, it gets weird. It gets just tyrannical. It gets creepy. Like, yeah, the older that it is sometimes, like, I got yelled at for wearing shorts over my leotard. <laughs> it was oh my weird. God. People, like, <laughs> I don't understand like why we can't update these things like some things but you know what I love is that things happen faster now like people mm, yeah. like the older the older further back you go I feel like the creepier things kind of get and like <laughs> like and they, they were just doing their best right I mean mm. This guy kind of sounds like an asshole. But he's improved. But he's a better person now. Like He's better now, right? Yeah, yeah. He just, like, it was the times, right? Like, yeah. It, you could just be an asshole back then. It was just, yeah. like, more acceptable. And we're starting to... What I was saying with... I think I mentioned this to Max. It's just, like, we're getting, like... You know Moore's Law, right? Yeah. Where, like, computers and things get 
just exponentially bigger and faster or more powerful. Right. I feel like that's happening for the culture of like the entire world just because we communicate with so much with each other now that it's like we all just getting the best ideas and eliminating the worst ideas mm-hmm. faster and faster. Yeah, and that's it's, what <laughs> it's a little weird right now because it's the first wave of it in yeah. kind of a, in, or the first few waves and so there's so many bad ideas that it's like it's impossible to find the good ones sometimes but yeah but it's cool I though that, that like working. you learn what works and what doesn't mm-hmm. i've you know i've visited him a few times since then like at the gym whenever i go visit my family mm-hmm. and i mean like he's really good with his kids now like super good with them and i'm glad that he was able to learn the lesson at some point you know <laughs> yeah. so that those girls don't have to suffer too <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah well we already tried like the opposite which was like being oh too nice right and then yeah like like that's what i'm saying it's like even <laughs> within our even just growing up now we've gone from like being way too hard on people and fucking them up traumatically one way mm-hmm. to being a little too soft and making them like not resilient mm-hmm. you know yeah and like having kind of like all right no, no that doesn't work either so just like we're finding this balanced and medium way to to just like, like i'm saying the better ideas are kind of floating through the surface yeah and everyone like even conversations like this where we're all starting to like we all recognize now that like okay we can't be like egotistical about our training like we kind of know it but right everyone able to articulate it and kind of share the experience Mm -hmm. it's much more prevalent now that this is like okay yeah we all do go through this right oh and we all are coming to the same conclusion like yes it's not the the the, you can't solve it by (laughs) by just trying harder you have to actually change your your value and make sure that you value yourself from within not externally i love that yeah that's very true so he was like um he was someone that i guess that had worked for someone like if Mm -hmm. he compared them and stuff it just made them mad and wanted to work like make them work harder but for me it kind of had the opposite effect where i was like shut i would just shut down like i mean of course i wanted to be better than that person because that's what i was taught was important Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like be better be better than your competition be better than your teammates be better than anyone and so that was just kind of where i got my values from and it was like a really shitty place to be (laughs) so i quit i quit gymnastics when i was about 14. um i had gotten to about level eight which is like okay but it's like if you're if you're really good and you're like really committed you normally get past that so it was just something where like that that passion quickly died because of like how shitty it was and so um after that i didn't really do much and did like snowboarding and stuff but i started coaching gymnastics a couple years later and that's when i met like a few people that did parkour Mm. and um when they were doing it i was just like well this just seems like kind of fun and so i like trained with them at the gym a couple times and this is just a gymnastics gym so we'd set up some blocks i'd like do a and land on my face and scratch up my face and it was really fun and so then I went out with them one day and the very first thing I did was I did this precision and I slipped and I fell on my back and hit my head really hard oh no (laughs) it was the very first time I did anything outside but I loved it like I was just like wow that is really stupid. It can only go up from here. Like I'm just going to work that's really hard. That's a good hard. outlook. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's nice to have a little... That's a gift. Yeah, no, to for eat sure. eat shit real hard on your first time. Definitely. So then you like, really understand what it can do. And it is how for it some back. people and like for, some, for others it might some not Some people would have been like, I don't like parkour after that. They'd be like, I'm done. See ya. Yeah. And that's it for them. But for me, I was like, why did that happen? And what could I have done better? And like, you mm-hmm. know, I just wanted to learn like so I could not do it again yeah. and then um so i guess my first 
few years of training was kind of me learning gymnastics moves, you know, like learning flips again, because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. So like taking my flips outside and all that and like doing basic vaults and stuff. But then like, yeah, about three years into my training, I just really wanted to get better. Like I wanted to get better at fundamentals. I wanted to get better at like the whole sport. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so um, I had actually got involved with nursing and I remember like I had no idea what my goals were with parkour it was just something Mm -hmm. it was a hobby and so when I was 18 um I immediately started going to school for nursing and I just figured that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to go out and get a normal job and I thought it was really cool that I wanted to work in the medical field so um best way to do that is to get a job as a nursing assistant and figure out if you like it or not well (laughs) that is a gnarly job let me tell you It it's severely underpaid. Um, oh you're God, taking yeah. care of people's lives like it's crazy. Yeah, you're wiping butts. You're taking <laughs> care of old people like it's so hard. Oh my God! And, yeah, you know, like, it's savage. Like that. Why is that? I mean, God, like that's it's what's, depressing. That's what I'm saying. It's like we got to start updating this culture, right? It's yeah. like it's so gnarly, like the way that we structure things still. Mm-hmm. It's just like that job, the people that were, that were helping people and like, yeah, like I'm, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that more and more. It's just like, we're going to start like taking care of each other. I think a lot better mm-hmm. as like For these sure. next generations come forward because it's just like, it's so odd. It's just like, it's not working. Yeah. no, It's not sure. working people like, and it's such a high turnover job too. And it's so sad because like these, oh, these yeah. people really need help and like no one wants to put their best forward when they're only making like $11 an hour. Like why would they? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's because again, like the, it's like, it's almost like this exponentially bigger scale of it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like society is, Wow, I, I found, I, when I start a sense with society, I, found, I feel like the biggest asshole of all time. <laughs> like I didn't, never want to start a sentence like that again. But I just mean that I think that we are going to update and f- start to just value change. Just mm-hmm. like individual as individuals are all starting to make these value changes of what like is important to us and what is you know, as, as this information is more absorbed, mm-hmm. maybe not, you know, I'm an optimistic person, so yeah. you kind of have to be, but no, I, feel I think come that around. like the, you're, we're going to stop like giving a shit. Like maybe we, you know, we don't, you won't be able to impress somebody with your Lamborghini mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Like they're going to be, what kind of person are you? Yeah. And, and just by like that becoming like the culture more, all right, maybe we do start paying our nurses more. Maybe we do start, like right. taking care of people and like making life a little bit better for for others and you know for ourselves more enriching because we're not all chasing this external validation like mm-hmm. that you know it's kind of like that's what's set up like you're you're you felt it i felt it growing up as well it's just like mm-hmm. no you gotta get that shit yeah. get the fucking fast car for your girlfriend and have all the money it's so true and it's just like um whoa okay well yeah. Luckily for me, I ran into people that didn't have happiness, even though they had all those things early in life. Yeah. And so I was like, I think it's an eh, important that thing might to be see. Bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to kind of make sure I do things a little bit differently. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so that's kind of like where the next thing happened, where I realized I didn't like this mm. and I didn't want to do this for the rest of my life, even if I had gotten into the full nursing thing. Yeah. I was just like, you know, I just, even though like it pays decently and it's financial security and this and that, I'll always have a job because they need nurses. <laughs> like, yep. It was just, 
yeah, I just, um, halfway through it, I was like, I can't do this. And so the next thing I did that was sensible to me was run off to China for a year to teach English. So when I was 20, that's what I did. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I know. And How it was, was that? it was really cool. And I think it was probably the smartest thing I ever did because when you go to a foreign country that you don't know the language of and you don't know anybody and you like are going you know, like somewhat by yourself, you have to learn all of those things mm. by yourself. You don't have your parents sending you money. Mm. You have to figure that shit out for yourself. You have to go get a job. You have to learn how to speak the language so that you can talk to other people and communicate and, and like figure out what you want. So that way you're not just like... So you speak <laughs> like, a little oh, Cantonese? Uh, not Cantonese, but Mandarin. Oh, Mandarin. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know which was which. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> Mainland China is more like Mandarin. I guess uh. Hong Kong would be Cantonese. Yeah. <laughs> never been. So maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, I actually um I never kept up with it until recently because I just found out about this app called Duolingo and now so I good. like I super keep up with it because it's really cool that like to to be able to know a language like that. And yeah. I've been to China a couple of times since then, so you know, it, it's cool to know and it's one of those places where you go and not a lot of people speak English. So <laughs> it's really hard to get around if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> that yeah, that'll get you to speaking uh, Mandarin real quick yeah. when you oh, just have yeah. to. Right? So, like, I ended up taking uh, courses at the university over there and, like, learning how to speak Chinese and everything because I just couldn't learn it quick enough, you know, just by yeah. being around it. It all sounds the same. Like, it's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> That's just, so cool. Yeah. So, so it was a really good experience. Um, and then when I moved back, I was, like, super ready to dive into a free running career mm-hmm. and wasn't sure how I was going to do it. But... Um, I moved back to Port Orchard with my parents and stayed there for about five months and worked again as a nursing assistant, even though I didn't want to, but knew that it was like important to have a job while I was like training and stuff. So my schedule looked like getting up at 4 a.m., going lifting weights, going to work for eight and a half hours, taking care of old people, then going to coach at the gym and then like trying to just train in the gym afterwards and then just training whenever I could. Wow. So it was a lot, (laughs) but I knew that's what I needed to be doing in order to do this. And I knew it was like going to lead to that eventually. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It just like, it was very much in my head that it would work out and it did, which is really cool. (laughs) But, um, so like a couple months of that, I went to my first NAPC, which was back in 2014. Nice. Um, so the second one ever, right? Yeah, the second one Two ever, more. I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And that's where I met Jesse and Corey. And they were like, oh, look, this girl is pretty good. And I have no idea who she is. So then, like, that prompted them to come up and talk to me. And so, I had expressed to them how I wanted to start a career doing this. And I also wanted to get into stunts, but I just wasn't sure mm-hmm. how to go about that. And they're like, well, where do you live? Like, first of all, it's a terrible place to live if you're wanting to do that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And like, knew that I needed to make that move, but I still just didn't know how. So then a couple of days after NAPC, I ended up being the only girl to qualify actually for the main event, which was cool. And I competed in that. Probably got last place, but that was okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was a good experience. I, think I remember that. That yeah. was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Thanks. <laughs> but then, like, a couple of days after that event, I got a call from Jesse and he was like, Hey, would you like to come down and be part of a music video? And he told me, like, how much the rate was. And for me at the time, that was a ton. Yeah. I was just like, Wow, that's like really amazing. And that changes my life and, like, gives mm-hmm. me the confidence to know that this could work out as a career even if I only worked like a couple times a month Mm -hmm. and so I went down and I did this job and 
um, gave it everything, kind of. Like, I look back on it, I'm like, oh, I could have done so much better. <laughs> but, like, but anyway, so after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to move to L.A. then. And a month later, just came to L.A. And it's it had been a struggle for a really long time. Um, I worked normal jobs. Like, I was coaching for a long time. Yeah. Worked at coffee shops. Even worked as a nursing assistant in a couple places. And um, I was just... Yeah, like I just kept fighting for it. And then I guess at the beginning of 2018 was when I finally got to quit all jobs and just focus on training and and stunt work. And it's been really amazing. Right on. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah like, so there you go, folks. <laughs> you think it's just like, oh, like, who knows what they think? Yeah. Most I mean, people don't. I think a lot of people just I, don't see it as a real possibility. Mm -hmm. They think that like. I don't know that I've had it easy and really I haven't like I just worked really really hard and like <laughs> and kept putting myself in those positions where it would work but like I, I knew there was a possibility of it not but I just never really made a real backup plan for it because I was like I would never be happy with myself if I didn't really try to make this my mm. life because yeah. that's what I wanted so um, a lot of people like they forget that if they put themselves in the right position then they can make it work too but mm. instead they just tell me that like I'm overrated or they get jealous or something instead of realizing like that they could do it too if they just That's really what wanted that it. Is, right? That, yeah. that they ultimately they don't they get mad at themselves mm -hmm. because they're like they see themselves as not able to do something and they're jealous that you're doing it, you know, maybe that's something that they want. Mm -hmm. And that's where the hate comes from. Yeah, but I hope, but, you know, with, with everybody that maybe like one day they can realize for themselves like what their real goals are and stop comparing to other people and just really well, yeah. focus on it and they can make it happen just like anybody else can. And Exactly. And, you, and when you're looking at somebody that's doing something you want to do and there's like an unhealthy reaction, which is to feel envy and jealousy and... Mm -hmm anger and hate and whatever yeah and it, and even worse to express that you know what i mean yeah and like get online and type something out about like, <laughs> like okay you really fucked up there yeah it's one thing to feel that it's another thing to indulge that and like fire those neurons even deeper into your brain but right or you can feel inspired by it yeah and feel like oh wow look that's one so she did that that means mm -hmm. i can do something with my life to get myself one step closer to that for sure yeah and um <laughs> You know, hopefully you get inspired. That's what the message there was. Yeah. It's like you don't want to be the first one. You want to be the other thing, yeah. which is get inspired by someone who's working their ass off and getting um, and making their dreams come true. Yeah. Which and, is so cool. And I feel very fortunate to have people that like definitely saw the potential in me and were willing to help me because I mean, it's you can't really do it by yourself. You have to. That's huge. You really do need to meet the right people for it. And I yeah. hate that quote so much, but it's it's more of like meet the people that you're connected to and that you get along with and that you feel mm -hmm. like you can form a real relationship with. And then everything kind of falls into place with that. Cause like Jesse and Corey, I had no expectation of them being my friends and now they're like my best friends. And it's really cool that, um, they were able to help me get my career and yeah. <laughs> Shout them out. Oh yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. They're super legends, right? <laughs> Definitely. And, they, and, and well, and they get hated on. Oh, all the time. hundred percent more than like they, I mean, that's what comes with the success is like this more hate, you know, for some reason, because the better you're doing, the more people that are going to be jealous or for annoyed sure. with you because you're attracting more eyeballs. Mm -hmm. But again, like they're, they're, they're also some of the most inspiring dudes. Yeah. And for every know? hater, you know, you always have people that love you and look up to you and yeah, it's like, want the best. Yeah, I mean, I don't associate with haters. There's this like old Nate Dog lyric. I don't associate with haters. I don't remember what the rest of it is, but I always remember that when I when I hear somebody, I'm just like, I just don't associate with those people. Yeah. If you're hating, 
I can't, can't I can't like I can't take on that negative energy. Mm-mm. You know? So and I don't want to hang out and talk about like hate like shitting on people or complaining. No, no. Like that's so I bye. I don't know what to say. Yeah, for sure. You know, like um, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's tough because there's so many people that are stuck with they feel like that's like they're surrounded by that mm-hmm. because it's, 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 you know, I don't know. It, like it could be easily, you could be like, well, yeah, you're saying that coming from Boulder. Like, of course there's tons of people around that are like killing it and feeling positive and stuff. And it's like, you're probably right. There probably is like per capita, like just more positivity in this area yeah. than like, you know, Flint, Michigan or something where it's just like, <laughs> there's some, there's some real fucking shitholes oh, yeah. in this country. And if you're from one of these places or if you're from, where is it? Port Orchard. Port Orchard. Yeah. Where you got some weird energy, maybe. Maybe it's yeah. not, like, super bad, but it's not good either. It's not you know? good because, like, like whenever I come back to visit, it's mm-hmm. just, like, it's one of those things where I can't quite put my finger on what it is, but I'm like, oh, I definitely, like, do not belong here anymore. Mm. And I just can't really relate to this energy that people are supplying here. So, And that's okay because, like, they kind of look down on people that do well for themselves and oh, they, really? yeah they're just kind of like haters you know? <laughs> i mean there's a few good people there but like <sighs> yeah it's tough having like done the lafler lace-up tour where we went all around the country i got to see every single bit of that like how every community is different oh yeah and it was really inspiring actually getting to see all that yeah 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 that's so cool i want to do more of like i mean that's so awesome like that kind of adventures mm-hmm. like the little flares by the way i just finally got to see them for the first time in in person yeah there's some kick-ass shoes yeah they look really nice they're light they uh whatever we'll have to just, get you a pair <laughs> oh man i would love a pair yeah yeah no they're sick you don't i have I to love give them. me anything but i would absolutely be stoked <laughs> i mean you had me on the podcast i gotta so. get you some learn socks that's for sure oh, for shit. Being on. <laughs> this is the only place you can get them by the way it's just on the podcast just on the well i mean if your friends were like who knows like i would give i would give people that don't come on the podcast some too but i always try to hook the guests up with one yes i don't know why they're not like the best honestly <laughs> I wish they like turned out a little bit better. Like uh, pretty much everything that I did in, you know, like in my life, you know, like, you can look at it that way, but you know, mm-hmm. it's just also just loving and appreciated it for what it was. Oh uh, yeah. And like, I love supporting brands like that. that came from our sport and from our community. It's, it's I mean, super sick. Well, shit. I'm repping my own thing. I've kind of feel like a, yeah, I, just, uh, <laughs> I was supposed to be wearing storm or something. I don't know what happened. But, uh, that's why I got to get some of these kicks so I can rep and I can just post up yeah, for on, sure. the, on the podcast and, and shout these. Yeah. Cause there's so much there for us now. Mm-hmm. Like you can really, you can adorn yourself head to toe in only parkour clothing if you want now yeah it's amazing it really is underwear is anyone doing underwear uh no but we certainly should be someone's got to be doing the underwear all right I'll talk to is out in LA. let's get a fucking tag team <laughs> event going with them find their manufacturer we'll yeah. just like do some because they got the modal yeah i'm all about that modal <laughs> that would be cool that underwear tempest underwear or something tempest underwear would be tight uh yeah obviously i got the socks I know other. I know Breach does socks. I know a couple other people are doing socks. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then everyone pants, shirts, whatever it is, beanies. That all happens. Yeah. No. Parkas. It's like, maybe we need some like mountaineering clothing too. We sure. I really want to get like the expand the line. I have um, one of those uh, storm sweatshirts, like the kind of oversized one. It's mm. the most comfortable thing. I have one too. Those are really. I nice. love it. I love wearing it when I'm just like at home being lazy. Shout out Hendo. Oh yeah. 
Which you guys have a funny thing where you pretend to be each other sometimes. Yeah, yeah. We look similar. <laughs> you guys do look kind of similar. Like, yeah. It was, you know what was funny is like, we went to this competition in China. We were both there and I had just gotten highlights for the first time ever. That's so what they it were was, like, right? yeah, I had like caramel colored highlights in my hair. <laughs> and um, it was funny because Joe was sitting in front of Gabe on the bus and uh, Gabe was like, hey, Sid. And then he turns around and he's like, oh my God. And so then like afterwards we... Well, just, we always every time we see each other we have to trade clothes and I get see, a picture yeah. <laughs> it's pretty legendary yeah it's definitely the yeah. hair yeah no for it's sure the hair. and hendo's got a he's got some like he's got like a sparkle in his eyes too that like Aww. i don't know what it is like <laughs> hendo's pretty so he is pretty <laughs> yeah it's funny we do look alike though it's yeah. weird it's <laughs> like some funny like i don't know yeah there's like doppelgangers already within the community that are i know traveling around i love it i know I love i'm still it. looking for mine i guess i've heard i've gotten sid mahorovic a little bit maybe a little I don't bit see it as much but i you know who knows maybe they're still out there i also got sean higgins you got sean higgins yeah like when my hair's super curly because on the tour it was really? like i don't know it was just everywhere we went i don't, like made my hair super curly like the humidity <laughs> and stuff so um, yeah if you like mess it up and tie it a thing put on some glasses i put on his glasses and then we saw like, a real resemblance <laughs> throw some coffee grounds on your face i think i, I could see it <laughs> I, I don't like looking like a man but <laughs> that's okay i think it's yeah i, I get um Who did I get? I don't know. So I, I remember when I was like a little kid, I got mistaken for a girl and I was like pretty upset about oh my that. God, I got mistaken for a boy when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. It was so traumatic. Like all they could see was like my face through like my tiger costume that I was yeah. in. And they're just like, Oh, you girls look cute. And I was like, Oh, just like holding it together for like four seconds. Three, two, thank you. And then just like started weeping. I did the same thing. <laughs> like, it was just like, I, you know, what was the worst part about it was like, I had just gotten a haircut. My mom made me get my haircut really short when I was like five years old and mm-hmm. I hated it. I was like, I don't want this. I look like a boy. And then, uh, some, some little girl was like, mom, I want to go play with that girl over there. And her mom goes, that's a boy, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my cried. god oh my god that is some savage that's that's like more than it's more than being mistaken for it it's like a correction like, i know it's like actually i'll have you know should have like and like laid the smack down this lady i know i wanted to oh man <laughs> um let's see here i feel like we're missing oh yeah what i want to know like what else like what what are your plans beyond this because oh, yeah you know it was kind of a theme um or maybe you don't have to because you're just crushing it you're in the mix you're in flow you're doing it yeah i mean you're probably gonna be doing it for years and years yeah i'm hoping to be able to continue to do this competitively for mm-hmm. another couple of years um it's hard to see past that yeah um it's hard to like really understand exactly what i want because like obviously the normal thing for someone to do in my position is just to focus more on stunts after my free running career is over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of the goal as of right now. Um, I've actually been doing quite a bit of acting as well, which is like hey. not something at all that I expected to fall into. I can't wait to see whatever this TV show is. Tell us a little bit about it. Come on, give us a little I, taste. I can't. They're not even see the fucking height drop episode. Here, Come on. Here it is. It's a reality show. Ooh, but really? I still had to play a character within the reality show. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I can't it's say like reality mixed with else. like scripted or it's is it not both? scripted at all it's a game show oh, so okay. you'll see I can't say anything more I'm okay, gonna get okay. in trouble we got a game show. An yes <laughs> yes that's a okay, fact that's all you get to know that's perfect but um yeah like actually uh when I just got back from the tour I ended up booking this job where I had to play this <laughs> They explained it as a sexy ex-cop. Hey, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> and like, you um, can do anything you set your mind to. Yeah, so I, know I was this. really nervous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was like all during the NAPC weekend. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, oh, my gosh. I can't. I still look back on that and cannot believe how well it worked out. It was amazing. So um, the reason they hired me, of all people, was because they wanted someone that could do like a little descent. Mm. They made the descent look like trash on the show. It was just made me so mad. But this was for NCIS Los Angeles, hey. and I got to play the role of Vanessa Brown. And <laughs> Vanessa Brown, what up? <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, yeah, it was just so weird because we filmed for it that Thursday, I think, and then I had to fly out that night to Vancouver so that I could Damn. qualify the next day for the competition and stuff. And then I competed in skill on Saturday, competed in style, came back, and then we had two more acting days. Oh my so God. that was pretty rough. And like, <laughs> so but just, it worked out really well. That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, I think that's like one of these things that people don't understand too, especially with these competitions and stuff. It's like, there's so much more on your plate than just that competition. Oh, often. for sure, yeah. Especially someone like you, it seems like. Yeah. Where you got like, you're always getting pulled in these different directions and it can be really taxing on the body especially because you work your your work is the is both what's up parker <laughs> that's hey that's uh hey, that's they don't we're just we're recording down here no big deal let us know if you want to get in on this um the i don't even know what i was saying so i'd lost my train of thought but you're talking about like having all that stuff on your plate taxing all that stuff yeah and just your body just being like Mm-hmm. what you get paid with and what you compete with like how are you balancing with with that and to be honest it's been a really good challenge for me mm-hmm. um when i first moved to la probably a month into it i broke my hand oh. and all of my fingers and had to get surgery and got like a metal plate and screws and all that and then um one? this one hey. my dominant hand <laughs> i know it was really <laughs> rough and then um so now i get to deal with arthritis which is really fun like at the very early age of 26 which is so sad but um then um i think i just kept getting injured mm. and it was preventing me from working like every time i'd get injured all of a sudden all this work would come about because that's just the way it goes yep. so and then i'd have to say no to it and so it taught me a lesson really quickly mm. where i can still progress in ways where i don't have to push myself to being hurt and that was really good for me to understand because like especially going into NAPC, I was like, I need to do things that I 100% know I can do. So that way I can come back and be healthy for this job Mm. because that's what's important right now. Like I love this competition and as much as I want to push the envelope, I just did it in ways where I was still doing good shit, but it wasn't anything that I couldn't do. Mm. And that's just the way it needs to be. And so from now on, it's just like, it's just kind of how I feel about it. I'm not like, of course I'm going to push the envelope for myself every day when I train every day, I want to get better and progress, but there's also knowing how to go about that very progressively rather than just throwing stuff (laughs) because that's how you get hurt and that's how you don't get to work for a while. So it's just, yeah, it is how it is. So that's That's kind of how I'm balancing it. It's actually taught me really valuable lessons. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I feel I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. The injuries. 
the injuries yeah. or <laughs> just the need to not have any injury will always give you yeah a new insight if for you sure like, right yeah so i mean that's kind of how i balance it is just constantly oh jeez, constantly just remember that taking a risk like that is not going to be good for myself or my career mm-hmm. and again it's something that i want to like teach the younger kids nowadays while it's amazing that they're just chucking stuff that they need to still be able to take care of their bodies because it's not worth it if you break your leg and you can't do anything for a year you know certainly not yeah, yeah. Like it's it's and like yeah well, it doesn't mean like because you've been you've been on the podium you know mm-hmm. and like <clears throat> a lot of people might think that it means something that it doesn't you know and, and it, often i think it's helpful for them to understand it's like that's not what you might think it is you know what i mean and like it's it doesn't last you know it doesn't it's not something that you can take with you Mm -mm. certainly not for a year if you have a fat injury oh it's so true yeah um i don't know if you can speak to that and at all but like what's your competition experience like how has it evolved i guess yeah that's a really good question (laughs) because i think when i first started competing um i didn't really have any expectations for myself and that was kind of nice going into it is like nobody really expected anything from me oh yeah this is the path yeah this is what i want to dive into it's like you start here and then and then also you're 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 nobody yeah then you're like this underdog yeah then you're champion and then and then everybody wants other people to win because they want the underdog <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. to win Please, like yeah because uh, yeah let's talk about i didn't about mean it. to fast forward that no but, like, no it's perfect it's a good thing to talk mm-hmm. about because um it's a very real thing where when people say it's lonely at the top it's a real thing like mm-hmm. it's hard because <laughs> like <laughs> competing gets stressful at that point like after you've won so many competitions and i don't even know how many it is total anymore i've stopped keeping track but um just like yeah i started out as this person that nobody knew um quickly you know started winning and then Mm. like everybody just started expecting that which is good like great yeah it added on a lot of pressure (laughs) yeah it's like when you you, yeah it's not it's not like the same funness as it once was not like no one's impressed now that you win yeah that's and like again that's like that's your own beef because that's like okay well you don't need you shouldn't need to be anyone impressed yeah it's also like the expectation that somebody that you do well Mm -hmm. versus like the the there is no expectation is a very different place to operate from right and And you can set that for yourself too as much as other people think it's like you also know that you can win yeah so knowing that you could do it um, puts it in your own head. I could explain a very specific detail about it too. Like, Please. Uh, yeah, because um, yeah, I just like competing in skill was really fun for me at NAPC last year because mm-hmm. no one had any expectation. I didn't even have any expectation <laughs> mm-hmm. going into it because I was like, I don't know what kind of challenges they're gonna make me do. I wasn't working on a ton of those challenges or anything. So mm-hmm. like, what was cool is it was just like training where you get this weird mental challenge or this physical challenge that you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I can do it. And then you work on it and you find out you either can or you can't, but then like, you'll always improve after that. So like mm-hmm. I did, um, <laughs> in the, in the first round of skills, I could not make this dino. And then I realized I never work on dinos. So as soon as I failed that challenge, I was like, wow, that's never going to happen again. And so I started working like so much on those. And like over the past, like several months, like my upper body strength has gotten so much better because I don't ever, ever want to not be able to give my best for something like that that should have been something i could have been able to do but you know whatever it's it's just my own mind but (laughs) (laughs) like i'll admit like air whip this year um i ended up winning but it wasn't like 
it was weird. It was a really weird win for me um, because going into it, I was not excited about competing. Um, I've never been to this point where I didn't like training. And every day I kind of dreaded like training for air whip because it just like made me really nervous to think about like I was going up and competing against these little girls that are really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's just how the women's division is because we don't have enough people. So they're like, oh, yeah, let's also let in the youth as well. Yeah. So, um yeah, it's so young in, it's, in every sense of the word. Right, right. Like, there's just like the history. Yeah, the division is just not as yeah. fully. So, I had like this big expectation out. for myself and everybody else, too, like, expected me to win this. And they're like, oh, yeah, you'll win this for sure. You'll win this, blah, 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 this and that. And it's just like a hard thing to hear at some point because mm-hmm. you're like, well, I might not. And like, I'm kind of trying to be okay with that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, I just, when I went out for the first round of, um, of air whip. Oh my God. I had never been this nervous in my entire life. It was such a disaster. I was like, I'm not even having fun right now. Oh, yeah, I'm like... doing this competition and it's just like, I'm shaking. I've mm-hmm. never been so nervous. And then I messed up doing like a little climb up onto a box. And when that happened, I was so mad and like I messed up a wall full, which is a trick I have on lock. And I was like, ah! And so like afterwards I was so upset cried about it, um, then decided that I should just focus less on the competition and the idea that I get to perform in front of so many people the next day, being in the finals and stuff. Mm -hmm. I barely made it into finals. I got like fifth place, which is crazy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Don't be nervous for competitions. Um, (laughs) So then... um, yeah, then like during finals, I knew that there was going to be so many people in that audience. And the best thing I could do is just just trust that I was going to do a good line and, mm-hmm. and just not go crazy and not do anything I wasn't capable of doing, but just doing a well-connected line because that is what free running is kind of about right now is, <laughs> yeah. is doing like a connected line that has difficulty and has good execution and this and that and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And that's all I'm going to focus on. I don't care if I win. And I finally resonated with me where I really felt like that. Mm. Where I was just like, I don't care if I win. I just want to do well. And like, it would be cool if I podium, but it's not like that big of a deal. Yeah. And so then as soon as I got out there, I was like, oh my gosh, this is fun. I got it back. Like I haven't felt this way in so long. <laughs> and so I did my line and it like, because of that, it just felt better too. And I still didn't expect that I was going to win really. I didn't yeah. know where I was on the podium, but I was stoked that I came in first. It was a really surreal moment, but like, this is why you can't put your self-worth on like any kind of like moment in your career because it quickly goes away like you all of a sudden you overthink it and you're like oh did I really deserve that or like this and that because everybody seems (laughs) to think otherwise like Like, (laughs) you can't even really bask in the glory of it because it's not good to really interface with it that way yeah like and and the other thing too is just like yeah I don't mean to like talk about the validation of others and stuff because I don't again I don't really care but it does like still affect you in some way when people are like oh how does it feel to get beat by a 13 year old and then the next year they're like how does it feel to just beat 13 year olds it's like oh, you man. can't win anymore like and that's why competing is, is hard for me sometimes because yeah. it's like well i still want to be able to prove that like you know being i feel like i'm that's such a <laughs> negative outlook that's such it a is. shitty way to look at it yeah but that's it's just like, that's just random people it's, okay. it's just random people yeah it's yeah. not like yeah again it's just <laughs> people are just so awkward and bad i feel like some even i feel like even that terrible comment mm-hmm. comes from a place of like i honestly believe that like it's in one way or another well yes 
ultimately i feel like these people want to connect with you yeah because they think what you're doing is cool and they are so shitty at saying it (laughs) they're so bad at like people are just so bad this is like why people are so bad at iterating their feelings and like in a healthy way and just talking to people in a way that I don't know. It's just weird that it comes out like that. Yeah, which you know? is, again, it's fine. Like, I didn't yeah. really take too much offense to it, but it yeah. was just kind of a funny thing where, where yeah, that moment felt really good for a minute, and then, like, it went away, like, the rest of the night, yeah. and it was okay. Like, I, I realized it, too, and it was something that I thought about. I was like, okay, you can't base your happiness on winning. No. You just can't. Because, like, even if I got second place, win, it would have been not, fine. Like, yeah, it's like... Yeah. What, what it is, is, like, it, it sounds like, at least, is, like, you finally got back to that place where you're you're in love with, like, the process of just mm-hmm. doing it. Just, like, being there, you're you're happy to just be doing what it is you're doing. Right. And that's, like, a, you know, it's just classic, like, live in the moments and all this shit. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, it's real. <clears throat> it's real things. Yeah. The cliches are true. You have to do that because otherwise win or lose you're you're losing right you know exactly. if you're if you're putting your happiness based on this expectation yeah and it's really easy to forget that because as you climb the ranks or whatever mm-hmm. and you find out that you are capable of victory of sorts yeah then, then the world starts telling you if yeah. you, you start getting that message for sure and it's like again it's a people like trying to connect with you and people i think just ultimately just being inspired by you and mm-hmm. what the cool things you're doing but being so bad at iterating it it's like it comes out as you're cool because you win yeah not you're cool because you're a cool person mm-hmm. or you're like i like you because you win you know that's what the yeah. world, that's what it feels like you're being told and it's like you're i like that because you win you know and yeah. it's just like that's the reason why I give you love and it's just like no yeah, but it, we it, really have to like do a much better job of communicating that like none of that shit matters we all are on our own personal podium yeah, every definitely. day you know like we're all like trying to and that's <clears throat> that's the one that you can you can actually like live with and be stoked on is if you met your own goal to be you know competing with a smile on and 100% it. and it was it was really nice, honestly, like to feel that way about it. And yeah. I think now I'm nothing but excited to like get to help compete in NAPC and just continue to support the events that are brought on by the community and not the ones that are brought on by FIG. And, you know, like, <laughs> what do we think is going to happen with that? Like, I don't know. It's so hard. Like, <laughs> I mean, it seems like they got enough people to like scoop up and even some like kind of known names, right? Mm-hmm. Um, competing in these FIG events. Yeah. Like, I don't know like what to do I I really don't know how to stop it I don't know like how to um, and and I don't want to sound negative again but I'm just like are we are we how much how much can we do like how much can we do what what is it that we can do and is it my mission that's the (laughs) other thing is like I don't feel called to be like I have to make a stand against right which is unfortunate because I do not I don't, I don't really want it to happen, but I can't, again, like I can't put my happiness based on that outcome. No, for sure. You know, and for me, parkour is like just what is what you make it. Yeah. None of these things are ours to begin with or figs and they never will be. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just, it's tough. All we can really do is just continue to support things that are brought on by the com- community and um, yeah. just continue to kind of like boycott in the sense where you just don't accept a community. Yeah, maybe we just ignore it. I always think yeah. that like, you know, even just talking about it is giving it more attention than it maybe 
we ought to. Like, yeah. Unless there's something like I can say that's like, all right, here's something you can do to actually affect it. Mm-hmm. Then I don't even really bring it up as much anymore because it's just giving it energy. I'm like, yeah, well, no, why, sure. why even give it energy? Let's give something else energy that's that's moving in parkour in the direction we want to see it go. Yeah, like um, <clears throat> yeah, like SPL and stuff. This is stuff that should be happening. SPL, exactly. Let's yeah. talk, like, so are you going to be at this year's event? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping so, unless I get called unless to do this movie. Unless you get called to this movie. <laughs> so, um, <Sick>. cross fingers, <laughs> but also who cares if they don't happen? Yeah, exactly. Because, so like, part of me would really love to compete at NAPC again. I plan on doing skill and style again. Um, speed isn't really my favorite thing, so I probably won't compete in that. Mm. But um, I, I really enjoy skill. Like I said, it's just such a fun thing, and I think I'll do a lot better this year than I did last year, so that makes me happy, because, like, just the idea that, like, I might be able to continue to do these challenges that they set, but also... Also, they'll probably challenge me in a way that I haven't been challenged yet because they make you look at it like, um, how do you explain it? Like, like this, the challenges that they set for me were like, oh my God, they're things that I never work on. <laughs> and that's what I love. <laughs> it's like getting to learn new things about like what your mm. abilities are and constantly be able to like expand yourself in the sport. And then also just freestyle is like something I love and I just, I'm always game to compete in that. And oh, yeah. SPL is one of those things that I hope eventually gets into like a stadium someday like air Whip did and i think that would be like a really way to, or a really good way to advertise destroy it. this Get fly out of here <laughs> <laughs> sorry the fly is just not okay yeah um but yeah it's just it's just that kind of stuff and i know that it's getting better every year so that makes me really happy i've competed in several of them um the only one i didn't compete in was the very first one and then the one in 2017 because i was injured mm. but yeah do you see yourself competing for um, the just foreseeable future or do you feel like you're going to move your chips into a more of a stunt career or do you not know? I still don't know. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's okay. I think. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. totally fine. I, I'm just curious because like as someone who's, I just recognize how hard competition like is on the body. Mm-hmm. It just is severe in, in parkour. It is. And you, you can make it really like a lot better for yourself by making like, I'm only going to do shit that I really know I can do. Yep. Not get so sendy, like really take care of myself for this movie or whatever. And then that's super admirable and that's the way you should do it. Definitely. Um, and I kind of want to challenge myself to even like, all right, maybe re-enter like at a, at a later, a later in life and just show people like, all right, you can still That'd be dope. Do that. You should. And like, maybe if I, this year is like a good year for me to try that. Although I do yeah. also want to be, in the booth watching it with you know yeah no that's a good place and, like, to be talking too. about it because i love that yeah so it's kind of but hey then i'm in a good position like you win-win exactly because um, you could do either or and be happy with it which is amazing because like i think part of me yeah someday would like to do this kind of stuff too where it's more commentating and all that because mm-hmm. i have a lot of knowledge for the sport and just absolutely love it so it would be cool to have like some kind of female voice in there sometime it would <laughs> like, be yeah yeah <laughs> so i would love that but um also yeah, I just, I don't know, like, what my future plans are. Like I said, it, for me, it makes sense to, like, focus more on stunts. Get out of here. That fly is... We're going we're gonna to freak out and just fly. <laughs> it flies one step yeah. closer to us. But um, I think, yeah, part of me just doesn't know. And I think I think part of me is okay with the idea of, like, not making too many future plans because anything can happen. And if you, like, make an expectation for yourself of, like, I'm going to focus what on this... What have been saying this whole episode, yeah, right? That, like, Live if, in the moment, baby. Yeah, like, sometimes when you make an expectation for yourself, then you're taking away from what it could be, you know, like it could be so much greater than that. So yeah, I'm just, you never know. Like maybe I'll have a kid someday or maybe like I'll do something else. Yeah. You box yourself in with an expectation. (laughs) Exactly. You know, 
yeah. could be a, even a grand expectation, but like you said, it could be still it could pale in comparison to what's actually available and accessible for you. Very true. Like, what, like you said with your your movie the other night, you were you're like, ah, oh, I'm not gonna get this job, or or I think <clears throat> you said like, oh, it's unlikely that I got it. Then or they didn't get it, but then they invited you on a, as a producer. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you got to be casted in yeah. it as well, and it's like that was okay, a TV well, that was show. Way better than even <laughs> the initial yeah. thing. So because I was so upset about it at first, but then I was like, you know what? Either way, I'm just happy to be part of it. Mm-hmm. So when they called me in to be a producer, I was like, oh, this is really sick. And then when I got to be part of the cast, that was even better because now I just made way more than I thought I was going to make, and right. I got like a really cool opportunity that might like lead to some more things down the road. So who knows, you know? And mm-hmm. that's just like I when people ask me. Oh, what's your goal five years from now? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to be 31, and I have no clue what's going to happen by then. So, um, I just know that. Ooh, I'll be 36. Ooh. No, five, 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 You'll five, be 35. five, <laughs> 35. I will still be not closer to 40 than 30. I'll yeah, be just go. in the middle. Oh, that's Jesus, like that's hard to, to realize. Think about. I know, but also I just think about like how much can happen. Like when I started parkour, I. I've only been doing it for nine years, mm-hmm. and I say only because it's just like so much has happened. Me it's too. Been so it's crazy. nine years, yeah. Yeah, and it's I started training at like twenty one, mm-hmm. which is like pretty late for anybody. Yeah, but that was like insane. You know, it's just like all right. I think about my whole twenties was like my parkour like yeah. beginning. Like it was just like, and now I'm like taking it in this new longevity perspective and it's like all right how am i going to carry this forward for the rest of my life mm-hmm. that's changing a lot of like the way i approach things and then but just knowing like how open my 30s are now it's oh, just like yeah. so crazy to think about it's just like all right there's so much more that i can do like i didn't even know i'd never tried to do parkour <laughs> when i was 20 and now I'm 30. So I'm like, my, the, for 30 to 40, who the fuck knows what could happen is all <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Like, it could be like, I had a whole new thing. Right. Yeah. Like, and I think about like five years earlier and how by then I hadn't even moved to LA yet. Like actually, oh, it's almost the like anniversary of that NAPC actually. Really? So oh. isn't that crazy how much can change in five years? Like I'm a completely different person. Yeah. Even, oh my God. <laughs> Brandon, like <laughs> within the last year, I've changed so much. Yo. It's crazy. <laughs> like I look at pictures from a year ago. I'm like, I don't even look the same. I don't act the same. I'm not the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's cool. It's actually yeah. super dope. Like I never got that. I remember someone wrote that in my yearbook when I was like in high school. They're like, never change. And I was like, that's so lame. I was like, why? <laughs> yeah. I was like, why would they want me to stay the same? I, I was confused by it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, actually like, huh? What do you mean yeah. never change? I mean, Isn't, like, obviously. you always change? Like, yeah. people change. People change. I'm like, you want me to stay the same? You don't want to be friends with me? I'm like, different? <laughs> this is weird, man. I'm not going to be the same. <laughs> I, like, really like this person. That's why I was like, I'm, I, like, felt weird about it, I think. I, was, I, like, I don't even remember who it is now. But oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, shit. Like, this is never going to work. Yeah. You don't want me to change. Yeah, you know what? You know what's really shitty? I'm I like, think I wrote that in someone's yearbook. Don't really? change. It's like the thing that you write, you know? I think, yeah, it's just yeah. some bullshit when you're 17. You're like, I just want things to stay like this forever. <laughs> Actually, you know what is really interesting about that? Is I did, um, I did this program called Running Start. Okay. So it was, um, you could go to college 
and get high school credit and college credit at the same time. So that's what I did Whoa, cool. for my senior year. I didn't even go to school at high school in my wow. senior year. Yeah. I didn't go to my prom, which was good because like I went to the proms two years before that. Like I did the sophomore uh-huh. year. I went with this guy and it was the most awkward thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> sophomore prom is sounds awkward as fuck. It just those two words. That's all you need to say. You know it's awkward. Sophomore well, like, prom. Well, like, he invited me as a senior and I was just like, oh, but like oh. I don't like him that way and I know he likes me that way. That's what happened to me actually my sophomore year of prom or whatever. Really? I think I went, or actually I think the first time I went was junior year mm-hmm. and everyone was like, we're all going as friends. No one's going to like be a date because like no one likes each other that way anyways. <laughs> and then everyone paired up. Everyone but me. That's horrible. And I was the only, I was like a fucking 13th wheel or something. It was ridiculous. <laughs> We went like to this really expensive restaurant. Yeah. Really worked out for me because I was like, all right, cool. I only have to pay for my meal tonight at this expensive restaurant. <laughs> and none of these girls want to be with their dates anyways. So we all kind of like danced with each other. And I got to like just have like a better time with the, some of these girls than like they did with their dates anyways. Not well, that I was. I'm jealous. But yeah, I was just like, <laughs> they like, they kind of like, I was the only one that wasn't like weird about it because I wasn't like trying to date them that night. So I actually had like the most fun of everyone in the group, I felt like. Yeah. I just, oh man, I look back on that night and I'm like, wow, I was like not only a really bad person for like going to the bathroom every time a slow song came on, but also <laughs> like my parents made me go with him. Like oh. I, at first I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. And then my dad was like, it's his prom and you will stay out until one. And I'm like, dad, what? <laughs> he like forced me. He's like, that is some strange dad advice for your, for your daughter. No, <laughs> I don't think I would ever be saying that to well, my daughter. He, he really trusted me and he should, cause I okay. didn't do anything wrong for a really long time, <laughs> even though they might've thought differently, but <laughs> like, it's just so funny. Like I did not want to, not want to go. It's so funny to look back on. That is hilarious. And then I pretended to be asleep on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> See? That's I'm what I'm saying. Is like, I was just the safe haven that night for, for all these bad dates. Mm-hmm. So, like, hey, you want to, like, I, so I had a great time. You know, I was like, I'm the, fun, the chocolate fondue. I was like, doing whatever, mixing it up, just yeah. having a, a grand old time. Well, that's great. <laughs> I'm jealous. Hey. I mean, you don't need to be jealous. Let's be honest. I was also just like a fucking dork with a at prompt, but it was, um, it was a good time. Yeah. I mean, you know? like also we've grown a lot since then. I mean, it's yeah. Good. Like, and you think that that shit matters when you're no, but it in does. High school, definitely it's doesn't. It's like, hilarious. That absolutely is not something I ever think about unless it's to laugh at. Yeah. And like, you think about like how stressed out you were about like going to college and stuff. And then I just didn't even really go except for that time <laughs> that I was in senior year. <laughs> I, yeah, that's like, oh man, that's amazing. I ended yeah. up going, but... That's good, though. I mean, I'm grateful for it. Like, yeah. again, it, you, you learn. You learn what you... But I also learned that I won't I won't probably... I would never, like, recommend college, necessarily. Yeah, unless you, you know, really like, know like, what you, you want to do. If you do. know what you want, yeah. yeah. And it's it, a very it's, different story, but yeah. I was very fortunate that I got to figure out a lot of things while I was at college, and... Mm-hmm. I, you know, was getting help from my parents for tuition and everything. So I wasn't like getting into massive debt like a lot of people do. That's good. In that time. Um, That would have been a really bad thing. Yeah, for sure. Like they, that, that is a huge leg up in life that I got to, to get a degree without getting into massive debt. That's awesome. Um, You know, I had to like work and stuff and like have a job to like pay with rent and like help and feed myself and stuff. But also, also let's be honest here. I was really lucky. So like, (laughs) yeah, but 
with that, you know, came some pressure too. It's like, you know, I, I felt like I was, oh, I had to, I had to do college. I had to get my degree. What's your degree? And I got a degree in uh, the journalism school. It's like a marketing and, well, it's actually not marketing at all. It's like creative. I did the creative advertising track, mm-hmm. which ultimately I didn't really like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, mm, I don't really like advertising. I like being creative. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of was fun because again like i got to learn all that but it was like it's a journalism degree technically yeah but it's not like i like am a journalist no but that's cool though because i'm sure there's still things from it that you probably learn that you still use nowadays 100 percent. yeah yeah like like, even with the podcast uh, like how to design things and how to like you know use a computer more effectively has been helpful Mm -hmm. um I learned about like marketing or God, why do I say marketing mass communications, like communication laws. So I don't slander or libel anybody on yeah. my podcast and get sued. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's good. Also. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think, I think for me actually it would have been better if I, if I felt like it was okay to not go to college. I didn't feel like it was okay to not go to college. I mean, to be fair, I didn't either. Like my parents were very like, they Mm -hmm. really wanted me to go to college. And I think that was because my sister didn't want to go. And then she ended up doing like a, she went to cosmetology school like for haircutting and stuff like that just super beneficial she cuts everybody's hair but (laughs) including mine i only go see her hey but i'm looking for a new barber yeah she's good (laughs) but you know she's in port archard so you got to deal with all that (laughs) but like um no like so my parents really wanted me to go to college because i think in my dad's mind he really wanted someone to take over the family business someday oh yeah what's family business uh engineering so my dad owns an engineering business but hey he's lucky my dad dad owns an engineering firm no way that's amazing what kind of engineering i don't even know my dad is civil engineering okay i think my dad does uh mechanical and civil i'm not sure if that's right but we'll find out and uh then my little brother actually is going to school for engineering so he will take over the family business someday my older brother's working with my dad now with engineering that's amazing but it's like to me i was just like i never wanted to do that i've never wanted a job like that was normal you know either and like i'm still like on the hunt for like you know the the true like expression of myself mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm really happy with where i'm at now that's great um, i am working like at this place in denver and i'm you know doing things in parkour and stuff still so it's it's really good but yeah it's like for me i think i would have figured out some of what i wanted sooner had i been well i don't know i don't want to say that whatever yeah. I, it is what it is i'm glad i went to college because the degree and things like it does help me be you know mm-hmm. just more stable and for sure secure with like what i can do and just know that i have skills and stuff but uh yeah for me i think also if i if i had had my my way back then i would have ditched out and like either gone to a different school or like just took in a year and do figure out more what i wanted yeah and things were dramatically really early yeah yeah things might have been dramatically different too and yeah it's 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 one of those things there's a quote and i'm gonna say it please you <laughs> I'm already messing it up. <laughs> but no, what was the quote? It was like it's like there's nothing that you're going through currently that you won't appreciate later on. Ah, that's hundred percent that. true. Yeah, I mean I know it's again another very cliche quote, but it might help someone that's listening. This is the cliche cast. Exactly. Um 
Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, it's like you're... Steve Jobs said the same thing, right? It's like you connect the dots in hindsight. You don't really... You just have to trust yourself and just keep trying your best. And like mm-hmm. just... I mean, it's great when you really know what you wanted and you were like really driving towards something. Yeah. Um, but it's also okay if you don't know. But it's super okay. And like actually that's like been the biggest lesson for me is like right now I'm kind of in this area where I'm being more exploratory with things. I'm, I've let go of things that you know i wanted before and now there's new space to Mm -hmm. explore yeah uh, just you know there's there's so much that i wanted in parkour training that is like okay now i have all this x energy that to like focus into new areas and like find a new passion and find and i get to be in that like amazing space where there is no expectation again yeah you know what i mean that's like that's the fun of it when you find when you find the dino and you find you suck at it you're like oh cool now i can get really good at this mm-hmm. and it's the best thing ever <laughs> you know it's yeah. like that's the fun of being like alive is like growing into these new areas definitely and not like being the master of one domain you right know? and that's something i wish i would have learned much earlier in life because <laughs> like because i i feel like i've set myself up in this way where like there's only so many things I can really do because mm-hmm. there's only so many things that I'm good at. Um, I know that's just not true and there's it's never late to like learn new things and stuff, but yeah. it's just, ooh, I like that I can do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. right? Hey. <laughs> just ooh. playing with the tiles on the on the table. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It is fun. Um, but I have no idea what I was just talking about. You were saying that you, there's only so many things that you could do, even oh. though that you know that's a lie to yourself. It's a lie to myself. But, it's definitely like a what is that called? A limited. But you're not going to be an astronaut. Probably not. Or like a professional. But I freaking could. Rider, but maybe you could. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like now I'm going to th- prove you wrong. I'm please. just kidding. No, I'm not going to be an <laughs> astronaut. I get altitude sickness so easily. Like I'm having a hard time here. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we were on the tour, we went to copper um copper mountain oh yeah yeah i got so sick (laughs) i was throwing up every five minutes and like i just remember getting the worst headache and i couldn't do like a flip without getting really dizzy (laughs) yeah maybe not for you then but hey (laughs) that's okay that's only one tiny door that's closed (laughs) in the vast spectrum of uh existence here but yeah Yeah, so all i'm saying is that like i think Instead of putting all of your eggs in just one basket, maybe spread them out to a few just so you do have other opportunities because you never know that maybe what you're currently doing might not last forever or there's just so many things that you can do within that that where like if you're good at other things, they can also complement each other, you know? So I wish that like for me, well, actually I don't wish that because I learned when I needed to. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's really cool, like, when you can learn the whole business side of, like, marketing yourself and parkour mm-hmm. and all that. So that you know how to be a professional athlete in those standards, because I think we were kind of talking about this earlier. Yeah. You can't really be a professional parkour athlete where you're getting paid to do so and make a living off of it without being somewhat of an influencer as well. Yeah. So it's, it's just, just this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, that's what that's what people that's like something that a lot of people I think even don't understand. Like even I am sure of guilty of like this, not thinking if I'm not focusing all of my energy on this, mm-hmm. then I'm not doing enough. And it's like, no, actually you, you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't just be that. Nobody is just one thing, right? Like you're not like even the person you think is that's what they, all they are. Um, you know, like take any famous or professional, like athlete, artist, any, anyone who, who you think like, oh, that's the person, that's what they do. It's like, nope, they probably do about 700 other other things. Mm-hmm. And they probably have like at least two or three other passions. Yeah. And that those passions probably informed like why they're so brilliant at the one thing that you know them for. Right. Or 
or they certainly could make it better or you know if it liberated them up enough to feel like they could pursue their passion there's so many things that go into it like you're not complete if you're trying to just be one thing i think is like a really so important answer and it's just like it can get you something it can mm-hmm. make you feel a certain way but then again but, we put yourself worth onto that one thing and it's just not healthy and it's, it's also healthy. just not no and you helpful. fall into deep depression yes definitely <laughs> <laughs> yes which uh yeah, hey maybe happened to somebody i don't know it's, yeah. <laughs> it just might have happened to once but i'll yeah. also still you know and again like then you just find what's grateful about that mm-hmm. i'm actually super grateful that i put this all this stuff into one area because and I don't even know that I did. Like, I look back on it now and I'm like, okay, well, really, you were actually diversifying quite well. Yeah. But, like, because I had such a part of me that was really tied up in, like, this one dream that had to go. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's better dreams in front of me. Exactly. And I got to, like, understand what it feels like to be a little bit more depressed. Like, I never felt that way my whole life. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a huge gift because now I can connect with people on a way that I never could before. Right. And I can understand and empathize with people that are going through something similar mm-hmm. that... I never understood before. I was always just like, what? Like, why are you so upset? Like, yeah, just be happy. It's like it's pretty easy, but it's not always easy. No, no. And it's super, <laughs> it's super cool when you can actually help people in that way. Mm-hmm. Like where, you know, more of what they're going through and like can be able to relate, you yeah. know, because that's sometimes that's all that people need is like someone that can really relate to them. So 100%. Um, like we just said, you know, you want to, there's nothing that you won't appreciate about what you're going through right now if you just stick to it and stuff. So it's, and it's kind of the same for me as like, maybe with the nursing thing like it's it's also set up a life where I can still care for people and like want the best for people in that way because like I I had it as a career at one point yeah. and like you maybe know maybe it comes just... back around like 10 20 years from now right oh, you God. start your own I mean, oh, sorry. I'm like I'm sorry sorry I don't want to jump to the future but I'm just saying like you just don't know yeah you just don't know but like right you know maybe you have this huge acting career that comes out of this um appearance on this show and like you become who knows who and then like all of a sudden you have all these resources and people are looking up to you and you're like you know what i want to make a change like i care about nursing i want to like start yeah whatever it is like it's just it just can be a part of who you are if you let it and it's becomes like enriching in your yeah identity it's all how you react to things um how are we doing on time we're doing just that's the that's the perfect time. I think we should just wrap okay. this up. Yeah, we, we're about an hour and a half in. Holy I know shit. you must be hungry because we just trained all day. We haven't had anything to eat yet. So like, um, yeah, I okay. don't know what else to say. Like, it was so it's such a pleasure having you on. Yeah, thank and you so much. I hope that we get to like do this more. And one day I'm taking this podcast to LA and we'll do a little circuit down there and like make sure that we connect again. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Um, thank you for listening. Oh, 100%. All right. Peace, gang. <laughs> Bye. Ooh, ooh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That was Sydney Olson. I hope you guys dug that one. I know that I did. It was so much fun. And that's really what I'm talking about, baby. When we have fun on the podcast, then I know it's a success. And uh, that one was a lot of fun. So, Thank you guys. Thanks, Sydney, again for being a part of it with us. And um, next week, you know, we'll have someone new out here. I don't even know who it's going to be yet. It's going to be crazy. I'm kind of just doing it. You know what I'm saying? In flow, baby. In flux. So if you guys want to help me with that flow and that flux, get in the description. Dive on in. There's like six things you could do probably that could help the podcast. And 
help us expand out beyond what we're doing right now. So much love to everyone who's been a part of it so far. We're growing, baby. We're cry, we're climbing, we're climbing a little bit. We're clawing our way through the climb, and uh, <clears throat> I think we're we're gonna approach about a thousand followers on the gram soon. So that'll be a nice milestone. Hopefully, we get there soon. Thank you guys for being a part of it. We'll see you uh, on that next one.